How we feeling? What's up, guys? We are the founders of How We Feeling. Um, you know, we wanted to come out and just kind of explain to you guys what what our mission is. You know, kind of our uh, our end goal, and uh, you know what we're all about. Um, so, I mean, I'm gonna kind of go back, and I know Miles and Parsh, you know about this. I mean, back to when this whole idea of you know mental wellness and all this kind of stuff started was you know about a year and a half ago almost two years ago um where we started to kind of explore our own mental wellness and things like that you know i was going through my own thing with you know my parents siblings divorce etc etc and i was like you know we were all kind of talking and i remember being like you know it's kind of weird i haven't figured out some of that stuff from when i was younger and things like that you know and i was like maybe this is affecting my current relationships and so then we all kind of started to just dive headfirst into, you know, why are we behaving in certain ways? You know, why are we doing certain things that we're doing? Um, and I just remember being like, wow, like, why has no one told me about this? You know, why wasn't I taught this until I was, you know, what, 22 years old, 21 years old. Mm-hmm. And it's just so crazy because, you know, you're going through middle school, high school, even younger than that elementary school, and you have all these things happen to you, whatever it may be. And I was just like, there's got to be, you know, what can we do to even like, you know, help this or fix this? Because you see everyone around you, like doesn't get it or, you know, isn't as miserable or something. So that was kind of like the start for me. Um, I don't know about what, I don't know what, when it like clicked for you guys, like, okay, this is like something that I've never even thought of before. I'd say for me, you know, things clicked pretty early on, probably around high school, um, just because I was always pretty introspective and always took pretty good account of how I was feeling and the different experiences that I was going through. Um, it was more so paying attention to those things within my friends, you know, seeing how they react in certain circumstances that are going on within life and, and seeing them be in moments where they're kind of stuck or depressed or struggling with certain aspects of things that they're going through. And for me, my obligation, I felt like, was to be that person that was that shoulder to go and lean on when they needed that support, you know, being actively able to listen and, and being there for them and giving them that support and that confirmation that somebody actually cares about what you're going through. Yeah, and for me, um, I was that person for my friends. And then um, over time, I realized a lot of friends started leaning on me more. And then on top of that, like, parents would want me to talk to them and stuff like that. And then I kind of realized like, okay, there's a lot of like things going on with like people's mental wellness and that things that like I've been blind to. And then I started looking to answers on like why I'm doing the things I'm doing. Then I started searching more, searching more and just searching and accepting the fact that things have happened and this is how it's shaped your life. And moving forward from that was very best and beneficial for me. And this is what we want to create on this platform yeah i mean so i mean essentially our vision is you know we're creating a platform for mental wellness essentially uh something that's cool and something that's not essentially going to you know label people or put them in a box um that's what we're creating but it was like almost interesting because i mean 10 years ago you couldn't talk about this stuff. I mean, what was that? 10 years ago, you know, just getting into high school maybe middle school yeah nobody you couldn't talk about this kind of stuff and like people would be like, oh, yeah, you're soft, you're soft, you're soft, like, don't be so soft. And it's like, all right, just shove all that stuff into, like, the back of your brain. Like, shove it all into the back, let it accumulate, even though you didn't know you were accumulating it. 
But I mean, that's what I was doing. Definitely. I mean, I was accumulating all that stuff in the back of my mind. Like this doesn't matter. Like I've been told not to worry about this stuff. And then, you know, once you kind of get that taste of letting some of that go, it's just a relief, you know, a huge relief. And it's like, okay, this is why I was behaving like this in some relationships. This is why I was doing these things. You know, this is why I was maybe not the happiest over here. Or I was, you know, quick to, you know, be angry about something. So, I mean, it's just crazy how like our society from 10 years ago, 20 years ago is now like shifting. I mean, I see a big shift Mm -hmm. in terms of our society in general. Yeah, I mean, even looking at the formation of everything that we have going on in the company, you know, Scott, you and I met in Reno a little over a year ago, and we were both bartending over at one of the local college bars. And I know you can attest to the same experience, you know, being behind the bar and being in touch with so many different people, you start to be, I mean, you know how it is, the bartender is the local therapist at that point. So it's like (laughs) people are coming in left and right day in and day out, and they feel that sense of comfort in you to be vulnerable enough to go and share their story. And obviously the alcohol helps, but once people kind of start getting to go in, they don't want to stop. And it's that note of, you know, if you're that person that can be there for someone and give them that space to feel comfortable and lean on you, you'd be surprised at how much people are willing to just go and let out. Yeah. You know, everyone wants to let these things out. Everyone has something. And this is something that we've realized. And um, it's very important to let it out because over time, if you don't let these things out, it's going to be built up stress on your body and it's going to have bigger repercussions on your mental health. So it's, you might as well face these problems first and that's what we're trying to create. And I mean, I even, I even see that shift in, I mean, on current social medias with, Mm -hmm. we were talking about this with like influencers and stuff. Right. I mean, a lot of kids look up to a lot of artists, famous athletes, et cetera, et cetera, you know, and on their socials and on their and all that kind of stuff. And I mean, we even have that social dilemma uh, documentary that came out and that's, that's actually insane that that's kind of timed up with us, but um, you know, you see the glamour, you know, you kind of see, you know, the outside image that the, you know, influencer is trying to make. I mean, kids are looking up to these people. Some people, you know, are getting paid a lot of money for this type of thing. Um, But we're seeing like, I mean, I've seen a shift in some influencers, you know, becoming vulnerable Mm -hmm. and you know when they are vulnerable that's when people are like okay you know half the comments you can see are like okay what are you doing the other half are like this was like the bridge I needed to to like kind of stand next to you in a way and be like okay we are the same you know Mm -hmm. you are dealing with the same thing I mean that's the Dak Prescott thing we just saw like a week and a half ago yeah. He said all that stuff about not going to practice for a month or whatever. And he gained some weight and he like did all that stuff. He's like, yeah, I was not mentally there. And then, mm-hmm. you know, he was shot down for it by a lot of people. But then the other half were like, no, like this is where we're trending. This is what we need to talk about. You know, just because you're a quarterback doesn't mean you're not you know, a human being. Yeah. And I think that like brought his, you know, he used to be on a pedestal to some people and that brought him like level with some kids. And that's even more valuable which people don't really fully understand the value in that. Yeah, I think that's the most important aspect of the status that you have as a celebrity, whether it be, you know, an artist or a pro athlete or, you know, a musician. It's giving people that medium, whether it be through sports, music, or any other thing in terms of art to relate, you know, and give that expression of yourself and let people cling to it and say, you know, these are aspects of this person's life that are now being reflected through a tangible form that I can go and accept and really digest and, 
if they can do that and have that same power, then I feel like I could find that within myself to do the same exact thing. And I think that's what that platform is really intended for. Yeah. And even if you look at it on like the other side, you know, these artists, um, influencers and all that, most of them don't want to be put on this pedestal. They want to be on the same level as everyone else because we're all human, right? We're all human. We all have problems. We don't want people putting us on a pedestal saying like, oh, this person's perfect. No, no one's perfect in this world. We got to get that word out of our vocabulary and move from there as society, as human beings, just accept people for not being perfect. Yeah. It stems from, like we said, celebrities and influencers talking about these things. Yeah. And I mean, that's what our platform is essentially going to give them the space to do in in a really cool way. Mm -hmm. But I mean, you can also see it in the corporate world happening. I mean, I know, I mean, a lot of companies, you know, California tech companies, especially in the tech world, you know, everyone wants to have that culture, you know, that culture, that culture, that culture is like kind of all they talk about. But then, you know, at the end of the day, it's like, okay, is the, uh, you know, is that hard kombucha? Is that ping pong table? You know, that all that, all the amenities, are those doing the, are those doing the trick for your employees? Or are we now shifting to, okay, how does my, you know, does my employer actually care about me? You Mm -hmm. know, or am I just another statistic? You know, am I just there to put up a number? And, you know, if I don't put up that number for a few months and, you know, I'm out of there. And, you know, I mean... I think, you know, like I said, 10 years, 20 years ago, people would be like, all right, you're soft. Just put up your numbers. But it's like, I mean, look at the uncertainty around us. No one knows what's going on. Mm-hmm. So I think that, you know, the future companies who are able to figure out a way to put their employees first and who do that the right way, you know, without, especially with work from home, right? without, you know, you can't put a ping pong table in everyone's apartment or no. everyone's house. So what are you going to do, you know, to keep your employees? Yeah. So, that's also a huge thing I've been noticing as well. I think the same. And Scott, to piggyback up for you, I had the same exact thought in terms of, you know, none of us know when all of this stuff with the pandemic is going to be, I won't say ending because, you know, this is the new normal, but who's to say that we know when people are going to be returning to work in offices, you know, within corporate settings. And when that does happen, how do you reestablish that sense of culture you had previously, you know, or how do you go and create a new one? You know, you're going through an increasingly detrimental aspect of life that people are going through through this how do you come back and let people rebound and give them that strength and that they can proceed throughout their normal daily living in a way that's safe and you know conducive to what they're looking to do in terms of creating a positive general well-being in life you know it starts with having those conversations and going through those shared experiences of i'm not okay or of this was very tough for me whether it be financially or emotionally or you know physically yeah Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. and and this might not be the last, I mean, this is, might be the first of many pandemics, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, this pandemic affected, you know, some industries who know the next, the next pandemic can be completely different and affect a different set of industries. And then, you know, that whole industry experiences layoffs as well, you know, going back to work is going to be almost as like scary, like, okay, am I, do I have a chance of like getting laid off from this position? Like, what are my, what are my chances? And like, how, you know, how is this company going to help? So mm-hmm. it's very interesting now. Yeah, no, it's definitely like something that companies seem to be shifting towards. And also something that I started looking into the education system and how implementing understanding your thoughts, understanding your feelings at a very young age is very important. And recently I came into contact with one of the teachers at the local high school and she said she started this curriculum on how 
to engage with students and get their feelings out. And what they do, they have um, like um, things they do on Fridays. And what they do is including positivity in your weekend, saying like what you're going to do that's positive this weekend, what you're going to do that's positive this weekend. And like slowly putting people in this mindset of positivity and stuff like that is very crucial and important on how these kids' perspectives on life are, you know? And just starting from the root of the problem with mental health is from when you're born, you know? Everything affects your mental health so and how you look at things. So if you start looking at things in a positive manner, things are going to be, you know, changing for the better. Your emotional well-being in general is going to be better because you're looking at things in a more positive perspective. Yeah. 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 And I mean, I mean, bad things do happen. So like, you know, yeah. I, I agree. Like, you know, don't put things under the rug, but, you know, teach. And I've heard the same thing. I've heard, you know, slowly in elementary schools and things like that, they're trying to, you know, put these sort of tactics in place to, you know, get a better perspective, you know, show kids, you know, the world is, you know, it's not what your mini little life is at home. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's much bigger than that. So, I mean, it's, it's a little bit, I think there is a shift, like you said, and I think it is really important, you know, because I'm back when I was in, I mean, we were elementary, elementary school. I don't remember even discussing this type of stuff once. It was like, no. it was like your home life was here yeah. and it was like yeah. your school life was here, your sports life was here yeah. or whatever else you did. Yeah. I mean, if you had that and it was yeah. like, cause I mean, you look, you see, you know, 50 year olds plus on now that's, that are just now coming to grips with things that have maybe happened when they were 16 mm-hmm. they're like wow that has affected the way i've gone throughout life for 40 plus years and that's like probably even more difficult to face because it happened so long ago right like, holy crap like i'm i am i'm not okay i need to fix this and coming to terms with that is a huge that's a that's a huge challenge i mean i can't even imagine you know finally realizing something like that after 50 years or something yeah Right. Yeah, no. And I think, I think, again, you know, addressing the importance of mental health and mental wellness from a young age is so pivotal in that starting that early on shifts the foundation of the future for years to come. You know, you ingrain those topics of conversation in the hearts and minds of people that are young as they grow, that becomes a norm, right? We always talk about shifting the stigma between mental health. That's how you do it. You know, you start and make it a topic that's accessible and comfortable for everybody to talk about. And generation to generation, that becomes a normal thing you do. It gets passed on within families and that level of vulnerability and comfort is accessible always. And that's really how you get that large scale shift that we always talk about eventually wanting to see. Yeah, I mean, I can even vaguely remember, you know, back in elementary school, middle school, even high school, like, you know, the kids who were labeled as maybe the ones with sort of some, you know, mental wellness, um, you know, difficulties or something was going on with them. People kind of labeled them as like weird, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, Oh, mm-hmm. that guy's like that kid's visiting the school counselor. Like why does he need the school counselor? And yeah. it's like, no, if you go into the school counselor, like you're pretty lame. <laughs> it's like looking back on that, that's very, that's insanely toxic. Yeah. So, I mean, I think that, you know, implementing, you know, it's, there's going to be a shift, but, you know, teachers now implementing, like, have being normal to express, you know, okay, something bad may have happened, this bad thing bad may have happened, and letting your peers, you know, showing, showing other kids that it's like, oh, like, wow, it's okay, like, your peers can help you, 
like that's the first step like mm-hmm. knowing that like allowing your peers to even like know the things that are going on in your life it's like okay that's step one because right. then you have the support of the closest ones around you i think that's a huge shift too i do remember that it's like the kids are going to the counselor like that kid's super weird it's like what so i mean i i do agree so it's it's just crazy you know that's that's kind of our whole vision too with the platform is you know just basically normalizing all this mental wellness and getting everyone to you know share their day-to-day journeys, you know, influencers sharing their day-to-day journeys. Um, you know, you can look up and see what you know, your favorite people are doing day-to-day, not just, you know, their Lamborghinis in the you know, front yard of their house and like, <laughs> thinking like that's sick. Yeah. You know? yeah. One of the biggest things we always talk about is the fact that everybody has something, you know, no matter how big, how small, and whether it's subjective or not, you know, it all pertains to our overall wellness and the ability to go and actually be there for others. And if we can all grow a little bit more comfortable in being able to share those aspects of our life and give that sense of inspiration to people or be that example of someone to lean on when people need it, then, you know, who's to say that we can end off in a better place as time moves forward. Yep. And as people keep sharing their stories, doing all that, talking about what is going on with them in their life, more people are just going to realize this and see like, okay, like it's okay to talk about this. Let me talk about this. Let me get this off my chest, you know? Yeah. And you get, and you see the support you're getting and it's, it's so nice to get this type of support for yourself and the other people supporting you. They feel great doing it too. Cause they're either like, they can relate to that circumstance or through what you're going through and they're there for you too. Yeah. And I mean, so we just wanted to come out kind of introduce ourselves, say who we are, say what we're doing. Um, we have a lot of really cool things to come. Um, yeah. We're excited for the future. Definitely. Yep. <laughs> Alrighty. Sounds good. Let's go. That was lit. <laughs>